Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Duncan has announced a new beverage called the Shamrock Macchiato, which combines espresso, vanilla, and Irish cream. It's the festive sugary drink that will have you saying top o the morning and losing the bottom o your leg. Jeez. Wow, that's some dark diabetes humor. I got a laugh out of me. That's some good writing. That's good. Yeah, weekend update I can watch on that show. Otherwise, it's a minefield of just, well, you know what it is. Mm. So a lot of good stuff to talk about. I mean, we're going to absolutely get back to Ukraine and the various uh, aspects of that situation from American and NATO policy to the, the Xi and Putin relationship. And there are a lot of foreign policy wonks who think the old chairman Xi is is there uh, at the Forbidden City thinking, what kind of an alliance did I get myself in, into? This Putin guy is blowing everything. I hope so. Um, calls to boycott Coca-Cola growing. Do you know this story? Stay tuned. Mm, okay. Coca-Cola's my go-to dark, fuzzy drink if I ever drink a pop, which I've had two in the last 20 years. But if I do, it's always a Coca-Cola. I used to wake up from naps. I napped almost every day um, uh, for a long time um, when I had kids because I wanted to be able to put them to bed and everything with our crazy hours. And my go-to is a, a diet uh, Coke when I got up after a nap. But then I read all uh, the... That's right, sir. Uh, then I read how bad it is for you. So I haven't had one in years. Why don't you just get to have a cup of strychnine when you get up from your nap? Because that would kill me. Anyway, so uh, among other things I want to talk about, a couple stories. And this is, I swear to ye, The giant domestic story we can't lose sight of while we're paying attention to international stuff. And that is the sorry state of American public schools. Did a Zoom call with, um, with my kids and my dad and my sister last night. And we talked about a a number of different things. But one of the topics was uh, one of my kids has a friend who, um, is certified as a school teacher, but went into another line of work. That job's not working out very well. And she was thinking of substitute teaching because, um, because they're so in demand mm. and, and the money's really good right now. And the rest of it turns out, and this is a major public school district. I'm not going to mention places or anything. I have not been authorized, but they said, yeah, yeah, we'll get you into the school. We'll, we'll go. Yeah. We class for you. No interview, no drug test, no nothing. You fog a mirror, get in here. Story about a kindergarten teacher, kindergarten teacher, leading his kids down the hallway. And uh, one of the kids runs up to tattle on another kid. And this is like all the classes are in the hallway. The little kid says to his teacher, Jimmy's acting up, blah, blah, blah. And the teacher looks down and says, do I look like I give a blank? Wow. He used a cuss word to a kindergarten. Wow. That and person talking, should not be teaching kindergarten. Well, and they talk about the number of teachers who've just given their two weeks. So you have that, and, and COVID exacerbated a lot of terrible trends. We all know that. Um, and then you have the fact that, and we got this note from a friend who, uh, I'll keep it very vague, but has children in the Bay Area, San Francisco, and they are being taught wholesale woke politics in virtually every class call it critical race theory call it wokeism call it white guilt call it whatever you want don't hide behind terminology they are being taught this uh systemic racism top to bottom incredibly troubling 
Um, and, and, and she sent along a number of, uh, a number of examples. And, and thou shalt not dissent in any way or raise any questions or you will be labeled as a racist, uh, white fragility, the rest of it. These are little kids. So you combine all of those issues and there is a crisis in American public education. Reaches all the way up into college. Story out of San Diego State University. Formerly a solid institute of higher education. Sure, it had, you know, the liberals that the Ivy Tower always had, but, you know, San Diego staunchly uh, pro-military, pro-America, good, balanced, electorate, sane. Well, it's swinging further and further left. Listen to the particulars of this. You can almost check off, you can almost play insane woke bingo with all the crazy details of this story. It's an incident involving J. Angelo Corlett, who's a tenured philosophy professor, who is relieved of his duties teaching two courses, one on critical thinking, the other on race and racism. Hmm. Corlett told the Union Tribune, a formerly great newspaper, he had used informational slides in both classes that listed 10 to 12 epithets that had been used against black, Hispanic, Latino, isn't that the same thing, Asian and white people. Says Corlett, who is Latino himself, 63 years old. He said, you have to mention the words in order to explain why they are racist and should not be used. Their origin, that sort of thing. I'm sorry. New York Times declared intent doesn't matter. New York Times is full of crap. Quote, some students are confused about what counts as racism, and some are more concerned about being offended than learning about the logic and science of language. On March 1st, an unidentified black student who is not registered in one of his classes, stopped by and repeatedly challenged Corlett's mention of epithets, particularly one regarded as the most offensive slur against black people. I think you can probably guess what that might be. So this guy's not even in the class. He walks in and says, you shouldn't be teaching what you're teaching. This is so out of Mao's cultural revolution. It's unbelievable. Corlett said he responded to the visitor in part by verbally mentioning epithets to illustrate the nature of the lesson. He claims he did not encourage his students to do the same. Of course he didn't. Later that day, he was notified by the terrifying, cringing cowards of the university that he would not be teaching the two courses for the rest of the semester. Said Luke Wood, who has a head full of it, apparently. We've had a number of students who have come forward and who have complained about their experience at Professor Corlett's classes. This happened this semester, but it's also been a routine experience. We took that into account. This is really a case of a faculty member who was being reassigned. This is not, listen to this, this is not about free expression or academic freedom, but about teaching assignments. Luke Wood, you, you should are go to a coward for- and a liar and Jack. You should go to work for Putin. That's some pretty good stuff. Yeah. For- Luke Wood, San Diego State University, Vice President for Student Affairs and Campus Diversity. You should apply with both Putin and Chairman Xi and see who can get you a better job, a better offer. Making up crap. We're getting rid of Nazis. That's what we're doing. Holy crap. Way He's to been be- using that teaching technique for over 20 years, by the way. Wow. That should yeah. bother people. He's written wildly on, uh, widely on the subject, including publishing the book, Well-Regarded Race, Racism, and Reparations. Quote, I am not a racist. I neither mention nor use racial epithets beyond the classroom, said Corlett, defending himself, not realizing there's no defense professor when the Red Guard comes for you. We are pre-enlightenment in some areas of the country. 
Right. That professor uttered a magic incantation that might bring forth a demon. Yeah. And so he must be punished for that. Unbelievable. Number of students, by the way, came out and said, this is crazy. I support the professor. Good for you, kids. Way to show courage and good sense. So President Zelensky of Ukraine has just given a speech in which I don't know which airport, one of the major airports has been completely destroyed by the Russians. When all the airports are destroyed, and they will be, maybe by the end of this week, then obviously no armaments are flying in. Everything will have to travel over ground. When they can close off the cities and circle them, then we won't be able to get anything into the cities. Yeah, it's a rather important detail. I'm glad you brought this up, that the route from Poland through the west of the country is still available to ship arms via trucks and that sort of thing. It's also a bit of a mystery why Putin's air force hasn't taken a bigger role in this. It's mostly been artillery and shelling and rockets and that sort of thing, as opposed to you know, precision munitions uh, from fighter planes and bombers and that sort of thing. And nobody's quite sure why, but I'm, I'm glad for now. So, I forget what I was watching, but uh, one of your smart people who understands how these things work, his prediction was long-term, the Ukrainian government will retreat to one of the towns in the West. Ukraine will be able to hang on to that, like, Western quarter to a third of their country, supplied by Poland, armed by the rest of the world. Putin will have the rest of the country and be fighting a an insurgency for as long as he can hold out. There, there's no good end to this for Putin, which is the, one of the weird things of this. Right. Go ahead and prosecute this, you crazy person. There is nobody thinking you're going to have a good outcome. Nobody. No, no, I literally can't come across anybody who expresses that, oh, yeah, no, this will work out for Putin. I can't find anybody saying that. No. It's just different levels of disaster. For his own country or Russia, and then just fighting in Ukraine for no particular good reason. Slaughtering people. Having his troops get slaughtered. Spending tons of money. Having his military exposed is hollow. Having his economy destroyed. Yeah, that's something. Um, oh, I have the speech uh, President Zelensky gave yesterday, I believe, that transcript in English. It's, I, it's interesting I, and moving. I just read it was a humdinger, like a really... Seriously, Churchillian speech. Oh, yeah, he's bringing it. Um, Calls to boycott Coca-Cola. Have you heard about this? Why? Have that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today is Forgiveness Sunday, but we cannot forgive the hundreds upon hundreds of victims, nor the thousands upon thousands who have suffered, and God will not forgive. Not today, not tomorrow, never. And instead of forgiveness, there will be judgment. President Zelensky with an address to the Ukrainian people last night that is getting a lot of attention. Yeah, it's brilliant stuff. It is, you know, Churchillian. Uh, I'm looking at the transcript right now. Um, we will not forgive the shooting of unarmed people, the destruction of our infrastructure. We will not forgive hundreds and hundreds of victims, thousands, thousands, as we heard. Um, 
And and one of the things he talks about is the fact that uh, the they keep arriving at a ceasefire so civilians can evacuate. Then the minute that they start, the Russians begin shelling again, killing people who are just trying to evacuate or forcing everybody to run back inside with their children and their suitcase and everything and, and hunker down in bomb shelters again. It's utterly savage. It's not shocking to me that Putin's trying to recruit Syrian veterans of the slaughter of the Syrian people now because he knows they have no souls. No, announcing that okay, we'll let uh, you know we'll let women and children uh, leave the town, ceasefire, and then as soon as they come out, you start killing them is like the dirtiest pool you can play in the warfare game. And the fact that there's still conversations of has he committed war crimes? What is oh, that? Who is that for? What what is the what is the dance on that, where our government's unwilling to state out loud that he's committing war crimes? To tell you another one of uh, his big themes was, um, and he talks about the shelling of cities. Um, uh, thousands of people work there. Hundreds of thousands live nearby. This is murder, deliberate murder. And I have not heard a reaction from any world leader today, from any Western politician, reaction to this announcement. Think about the sense of impunity of the invaders. They announced their planned atrocities. Why? But there is no reaction because there is silence, not a word, as if the Western leaders had dissolved tonight. For this is day. I hope that at least tomorrow you'll notice it. React. Say something. We know exactly who prepared this attack. We know exactly how orders will follow the vertical command. We know everything. Yeah, need to be reminded that, uh, not to always bring it back to Winston Churchill, but he said similar things in a lot of speeches as London was nearly bombed out of existence. Hey, United States. Hey, rest of the world. You going to help us or what? And we didn't until we were attacked by Japan. Yeah, well, we we did help in some ways, but we didn't go in whole hog. No. Yeah, well, because we didn't want to, you know, start a war with Hitler. Right, and there were a lot of post WW one laws and rules and regulations and traditions in place. It's always complicated. Of course, the lesson might be: Hey, when you got somebody on the stage who looks like they're willing to roll over countries. You're going to end up fighting them at some point. How about you do it before they kill thousands and thousands of innocents? Right. I don't know. Right. Uh, by the way, you're going to hear the, uh, the the phrase, glory to Ukraine, which is how the president signed off his address, the president of Ukraine, uh, last night. That was a phrase that was banned during the Soviet Union. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yep. The, the, uh, well, the, the Politburo banned even saying that, even trying to say that Ukraine was a separate place and a separate people and... And had a right to exist. Um, and so that's why everybody signs off with it. It's a thumb in the eye of Moscow. So are you following the Coca-Cola story? Calls to boycott Coca-Cola growing over the weekend as the company refuses to pull out of Russia? Three Ukrainian supermarket chains announced they would remove Coca-Cola products from their shelves because they don't like the fact that Coca-Cola is still selling products in Russia. Lots of other companies have pulled out. Apple, Microsoft, Visa, MasterCard. I mean, you could go down a long list of companies that have pulled out of Russia now. Coca-Cola has not. One of the points that's being made are by critics contrasting Coca-Cola's posture toward Russia with its forceful condemnation of the United States or the U.S. state of Georgia in 2021. 
because That's of their right. governor signing the voting reform legislation into law. The Jim Crow on steroids. Jim exactly. Eagle. Coca-Cola CEO James Quincy went on national television, if you'll remember, and called the Georgia legislation unacceptable and a step backward, adding that this legislation is wrong and needs to be remedied, and we will continue to advocate it for both in private and more clearly in public. Um, we're going to do business in Russia, though. That's, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, slaughtering women and children in the street. That's fine. Yeah. Pretty well, weak. let's face it. Let's face it. They looked at polls. A lot of black people drink Coke. A lot of black people were mad at the legislation in Georgia, mostly because they'd been uninformed. Uh, so we're just going to come out and say we're against this to sell more Coca-Cola. You can't underestimate the, uh, or you can't overestimate the cynicism of these people. It's, it is ex- it's great. It has expanded to Pepsi, Cola, and McDonald's over the weekend. The same kind of calls for boycotts because they're all still doing business in Russia. I'm not really a boycott guy, and I don't remember specifically, but I'll bet Pepsi and McDonald's made lots of noises about how awful various things the United States did, uh, were doing over the last couple of years. But keeping their mouths shut about Russia. And China, of course. And China, sure. always. Uh, always sure. Remember the old genocide? Yeah, it's still going on there. The Uyghurs, etc. We'll have to talk about that again later. This idea of corporations going to war against a country, financially. N- not in conjunction with our government, just on their own. Yep, great topic. In terms of Coca-Cola, you're either political or you're apolitical. And if you're going to be political, you better be political all the way, because we're noticing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The uh, Russian attempt to quickly take down the Ukrainian government has clearly failed. The Russians stalled. But we've got to remember, they're stalled, but this is not a spent force. We've seen the satellite photos of that convoy stuck on the road northwest of, of Kiev. There's another convoy east of Kiev, which is a, a tank column, almost a division's worth of tanks. They ended up there when they ran out of gas, literally ran out of gas. But they've been refueled now. And you can just see that it it seems to be a matter of time before this push from the northwest and this push from the east come together in an encirclement. David Martin, CBS News. That's the only place I had heard about that tank column convoy that's headed toward Kiev as soon as they get enough gasoline. And uh, I hope we can get enough of those tank-killing missiles and whatever they need to blow up those tanks as they come in. Well, ultimately, you know, if you're a betting man, you still have to say the Russian forces will eventually crush most of the resistance. But, man, if the uh, Ukrainian, uh, brave Ukrainian fighters can run that price tag up high enough in terms of blood and treasure for Putin... That could change everything, but you know, right. in what way is difficult to say. Right. So a couple things on that. Um, one, I heard a Ukrainian commander on the news today say, out in the open, we're about evenly matched, but when they get into the city, we have the advantage by far. So they're headed into the city. Uh, the other thing is, I didn't know this, so why is it so popular to 
capture these Russians and have them call their moms? I was completely unaware of this. A lot of people feel the tide was turned on Russia being in Afghanistan by a political force known as Russian moms. When their sons were dying in Afghanistan and they kind of banded together as a political block of protesters, that put a lot of pressure on the Soviet Union to get out. And so Ukraine knows this and is trying to get to the Russian moms. I had forgotten that. Wow, I remember reading it at the time. You know, which, and, and let me interject this real quickly because I know you have a lot of stuff you want to talk about, Jack. No but, hurry. Um, I, I was reminded, I think it was by The Atlantic, why the Russian seizing Chernobyl was such a big deal. And, and at the time, I think one of Seth Meyers or somebody said, the, the Ukrainians said, go ahead and take it. <laughs> you know, some fine American late night humor. Chernobyl is an incredibly powerful symbol, a searing, never-to-be-forgotten symbol of what was done to Ukraine by the Soviets. Them and their dangerous, poorly-run reactor, which killed so many Ukrainians, sickened so many, gave so many cancer. And then when the disaster unfolded, the Soviets covered it and and didn't tell Mm. Ukrainians. And the fact that the Russians would come in and say, yeah, this is ours now. Ukrainians are thinking, hell yeah, it's yours. It's always been yours, and we don't forget what you did to us. Wow. Yeah, so that's the significance of seizing uh, Chernobyl for a lot of Ukrainians. Man, there's a hell of a lot of history in that part of the world. Oh, yeah. Between all these players involved. Poland, Germany, Ukraine and Russia, obviously. Got, got a couple of tweets for you. This is uh, Francis Macron a little bit ago. Russia is pleading for humanitarian corridors to Russia. This is hypocrisy, an artifact of communication that I condemn. This is moral and political cynicism that I cannot bear. Yeah, some of the corridors Russia is offering, hey, if you want to leave Ukraine, come right into Russia or Belarus. These are the corridors we've opened for you. You try to go the other direction, we will bomb you as you leave. Right. With your luggage and your pets. Another tweet from, I don't know Tim Mack. Should I know Tim Mack? Uh, Good morning from, you must be a reporter from Ukraine. Good morning from Ukraine to our U.S. readers. Kiev remains under Ukrainian control, and not only that, a senior U.S. defense official said Russian forces don't appear to have made significant progress despite committing near 95% of the forces they had staged. All right. I uh, I like hearing that news, but I continue to feel like Joe said a little bit ago that it's it's just a matter of time. And unless there's a no-fly zone or something like that, some major development, it's just a matter of time. A couple of more things, and I'm just going through all my notes from the weekend. Came across this, an old Soviet joke I hadn't heard before. We're very proud in our country that we have the world's fastest watches and the world's largest microprocessors. That's a pretty good joke about how sucky they are. Oh. And they still are technologically sucky. We have the world's fastest watchers and the watches and the world's largest microprocessors. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's subtle. It's dry humor. I find this troubling. I hope it's still not true today. I think it probably is. The United States is not. This is something. Who's been uh, screaming for this? Um, uh, Ben Sass, Senator Ben Sass. This has been his cause for the last couple of weeks. The United States is not sharing the most sensitive intelligence that it could to enable lethal strikes against the Russians. We're not sharing that with the Ukrainian forces. So we know exactly where, you know, this aircraft is going to be 
or is right now, but we won't share that information, those coordinates with the Ukrainians. Why? In, in part over concerns about being seen as a direct participant in the war. Again, um. to those very thinly sliced layers of participation. So a no-fly zone, clearly everybody agrees. But we're Poland's giving planes to Ukraine, and then we're f- backfilling Poland on the planes, which right. is basically the same as us giving planes to Ukraine. Well, and as I understand it, we give them satellite pictures and that sort of thing, but there's a couple of hours process that, that we have to cleanse every sign of where they came from before the, we give them to wow. Ukraine. Where do, where do you think they came from? Where does Putin think they came from? Where they came from? I was hailing Apple pulling out of Ukraine. Eh, there's another little note to that that you ought to know about, but first we can tell you about Simply Safe. Simply Safe Home Security, best home security of 2021, according to U.S. News. PC Magazine, and Popular Science. In fact, U.S. News just named Simply Safe the best home security 2022 as well. They're Johnny on the spot. Um, Simply Safe is so good. You always know what's happening at your home, around your home, 24-7, every door, window, and room. There's never a long-term contract. You can even try it for 60 days risk-free to see if you like it. If you don't, send it back free of charge. This is not the way it works with other security systems that aren't as good. Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day, and you can set it up in around 30 minutes, and it's very simple to use. Love that all-new wireless outdoor security camera. You always know what's going on inside and outside your home, even uh, when you're away on your cell phone. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitor. Monitoring, rather, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Click around, figure it out. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So Apple pulled out of Russia, as has Microsoft, as has Google, as has a whole bunch of other country, companies. Lots of companies. All the credit card companies, we mentioned that earlier. And it's kind of interesting the way the corporate world is waging war separately from our government. On uh, on on Russia, maybe we, we ought to talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. such an interesting topic. We'll get into that later. But Apple pulling out. So their website, where they have Crimea listed, is one of the places where they did business. It said location Crimea up until two days ago, when they pulled out. Now it says Crimea, Ukraine. They left out the fact that Crimea was part of Ukraine when they were still doing business in Russia because they didn't mm-hmm. want to anger the Russians. Okay, so, you know, you can't always be 100% brave, can you? No, it's a complicated thing running a global sure. corporation Absolutely. right now. I, you know, I have some level of sympathy. Putin, in his call with Germany's Schultz over the weekend, the chancellor, denied Russia was bombing Ukrainian cities, dismissed such information as gross propaganda fakes. What? What's the point of that? I don't know. Ian what the Bre- hell's that all about? Ian Bremer tweeted out, Schultz really doesn't like being lied to his face. Putin doesn't think it brings consequences, but it's materially worse for him. I gotta think that on a very personal level, you're at least this percentage more likely to take that next step when a guy's lying to your face and treating you like you're a fool. Well, right, and a punk who he can push around. I mean, right. Putin damn near literally peeing on his leg and telling him it's raining. People don't take kindly to that. Gas prices are going to go up. There's just no way to get around it. A lot of projections are price of oil might double from where it is now, and it's already at near record highs. Um, I tweeted out a picture over the weekend as a gas station and had one of those stickers of Joe Biden. <laughs> 
pointing toward the dollar counter saying, I did that. Uh, came across this article, an Alabama gas station manager says he, <laughs> he has to remove up to six Joe Biden, I did that stickers from the gas pumps per day. <laughs> Just leave them there. <laughs> I suppose, for depending on where you are, for the most part, there's no you don't want to get involved in politics. That's hilarious. You spend half your time scraping Biden stickers (laughs) off of gas pumps. True international average of pressure. Wow, that's an odd brand of populist politics right there. (laughs) Well, we like to have somebody to blame. So one of the reasons I bring that up is if indeed we're going to cut off oil from Russia to the United States and it has an effect on our gas prices or just the invasion of Ukraine makes the price of gas go up. Are we going to blame Biden? Are we going to blame Putin? How long are both. we Yeah. How long are we willing to put up with our involvement in Ukraine if gas stays high? I don't know. I don't know how these things will play out. And one more thing I heard somebody brought up over the weekend and it's dang true. I hate to get into this brand of partisan politics when you've got such a serious war going on oh heard somebody talking about their college kid and how their college kid uh, pointed out to him this is the first issue that we all agree on at school that in, in ever so finally for the first time you can have your republican friends and your democrat friends all agree that putin is evil and we need to fight the bastard and we're on the side of the ukrainians been a long time since we've had an issue that everybody can Come together on. That could have been a college student saying that. That could have been the Secretary General of NATO saying that same thing. Yeah, absolutely right. But I heard somebody bring this up. Imagine or guess how the media and Democrats would be treating this whole story if Trump were president, but we were doing exactly the same thing. If we're doing and saying exactly the same thing and Trump was president and his White House was saying, well, I'm not sure cutting off the Russian oil supply is a good idea. That's something we're looking at. If he was hesitating the way Jen Psaki was over the weekend, you know, what damn it, people, you know, the media would be going crazy with, well, Trump, you know, he's a answers to Putin because Putin's got dirt on him, the PP tape or whatever you're claiming. Right, and uh, and that's why Trump's unwilling to cut off the oil supply or just just maybe even as simple as not establishing a no fly zone. Oh, of course, he doesn't want to get involved in a war with Russia. He's not going to go against his old friend, Putin. You know, that's what people would be saying. Well, and and Trump would probably be saying things that would cloud the water. Probably. As he is now. Yeah. So uh, civilization continues to crumble uh, in uh, the United States. Another brazen robbery in San Francisco. It's kind of (sighs) another day, another dollar. Plus, uh, Lori London, mayor of Chicago, bragging about the size of her schwanz. uh, She has a... mm, She claims she does, and it's a big one. What? I know. I it's like, crazy. I don't like the direction this show is taken. These are odd times. They are very odd. As Hunter Thompson said, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. I'll have to stay tuned for that. Story. Please do, yes. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Cats 
Sajak is asking Wheel of Fortune fans to stop making fun of the two contestants who were unable to solve an easy puzzle, saying, quote, have a little heart. Or as the contestants would guess, haze a nipple heave. <laughs> That's that a, was not kind. That's an excellent joke. That was not kind. <laughs> so a couple of quick notes. Number one, I'm informed that the Friday One More Thing podcast, which can only be obtained through armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you download podcasts. It's never aired. It's just a podcast. Is uh, one of the A&G classics that Michael sets up and, and, and brings you. From 2004, apparently the day after, or uh, Monday after, you, Jack, threw some sort of martini party. Do you remember that, Jack? No. No. There's a piano player I, involved, right, Michael? I, yeah, that's I couldn't right. I can tell you I'd ever been to a martini party, let alone thrown one. And you drank a lot of them. I did? Yes, you did. Um, That's a different Odd life, that you man. don't remember it. If you... As I get older, I no longer understand the point of experiences when you're younger. I mean, maybe they're fine at the time, but <laughs> at some point, they just become as irrelevant as if it happened to someone else. To me. Yeah, it lightens the load at the time, though, I think. you know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't actually mean you shouldn't do anything, but, okay. but the memories, they're no more relevant to your current life than if it had happened to someone else. Right. It's a story. Yeah, sometimes you can evoke some of your own emotions to it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's odd. Life is odd. Anyway. <laughs> it is. Uh, <clears throat> so a couple of stories for you very quickly. Number one, from San Francisco, another brazen theft at a Walgreens caught on camera. Young man sagging pants just goes right behind the counter as the two employees look on and fills a bag with all the uh, most expensive stuff that's hidden away behind the uh, counter. Awesome. They're doing nothing, as I'm sure they've been told not to do anything. A customer, who I'm guessing is an A&G fan, um, starts uh, cussing the guy out, starts uh, you know grilling him about what he's doing and who he thinks he is. And and, and so the young man picks up a, 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 a bunch of bananas and hurls it at our man. Who uh, who gets blasted by bananas? In turn, picks up the bananas and fires them back at the thief. Mm. And they continue to jaw at each other when the video ends. But yeah, law and order is broken down completely. I wouldn't worry about it though. That's not a scene of uh, or a sign rather of worse things to come. So no worries. Sounds like we're living in a planet of the apes. If people are throwing <laughs> bananas at each other, it's an odd weapon. It's it was at hand. I can think of better weapons. Mm. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and I've seen Planet of the Apes. They didn't use bananas as weapons. No, they didn't. It was not a plot point. Mm. Anyway, uh, meanwhile in Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, got into a dispute. Here's what happened. According to a lawsuit filed against her in the city of Chicago, a lawyer who represents the Park District said Lightfoot cussed him and the then Park District General Counsel out. They'd made a deal with the Joint Civic Committee of Italian Americans to display the statue of Christopher Columbus that had been taken down in Chicago in 2020 at a Columbus Day parade. They were going to bring the thing out again and display it during the Columbus Day parade. Well, on a Zoom call, Lightfoot disparaged the two fellows in a profanity-like tirade, according to the lawsuit. I am going to use the word Rick instead of a common euphemism for the male uh, uh, genitals. Okay? 
I'm not going to use the actual term, even though Dick Nixon went by that name. Just question of taste. And this is this is the recording, I believe. You ricks, what the f were you thinking? You make some kind of secret agreement with the Italians. What you are doing, you are out there measuring your ricks with the Italians to see who's got the biggest rick. You're out there stroking your ricks over the Columbus statue. I'm trying to keep Chicago police officers from being shot. You're trying to get them shot. My rick is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest rick in Chicago. Where did you go to law school? Did you even go to law school? Do you even have a law license? You have to submit any pleadings to John Hendricks before approval, before filing. John told you not to do an effing thing with that statue without my approval. Get that effing statue back before noon tomorrow, or I'm going to have you fired. What'd you do? Go to the University of Rick, spending all your Ricks to go there, driving there in a Rick? I mean, she she goes out of her way to use it for everything. Really, that was that was uh, there was a lot of Ricks in that screed. She seems obsessed with it. Well, she's got the biggest one, I guess, and that's she, why she calls yeah. them that. Yes, then refers to her own and, and, and the, the Italians. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's a right gratuitous. I'm not sure why she has to brag that hers is bigger than the Italians. I guess because they tried to go against her will. Man, that was straight out of Mayor Daly of of old, or you know. Tammany Hall. That's something. Yeah. Al Capone would be afraid of that gal. Uh, we got some updates on what's happening in Ukraine, among other things, to kick off hour four. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.